Welcome to Bossy Pants and the Nerd. We're Mel and Kevin, and we're going to chat with you about our passions, what we've learned, and what we love. Also, we're married to each other, and you get to listen to us talk. You are welcome. So today we thought we'd talk a little bit about discipleship, which is a word that I have no idea how many books people have written about this topic. So the fact that we're doing a podcast about it is, you know, maybe it's going to be like a review of everything everyone else is talking about, or maybe it's a critique of what everyone else is talking about. Maybe both. Um, it's a very Christianese word. It is. It's become that. Yeah. I think it's misunderstood. Yeah. Like people don't get it. Like, Anyway, so I I thought it would be interesting just to start by, you know, taking the two of us and just say, okay, if you had to define discipleship, what would you say it is? So, Melanie, I'm making you go first. Well, discipleship at at its core is becoming like Jesus. That's being a disciple. And discipleship would then be helping other people become like Jesus. Yeah. At its most basic. Okay. I would get more general than that. I would say, like, discipleship is nothing to do with Jesus necessarily. Okay. Christian discipleship does. Sure. Um, But I think really to get at what discipleship should be, we need to kind of strip away the religion from it and then add it back in afterward. Okay. Because good practice is good practice, whether you're doing it inside the church or outside. Okay. So if it doesn't work outside the church, we shouldn't be doing it inside the church. Is apprenticeship (laughs) a good, like simile <laughs> yeah when i think apprenticeship i think about learning a specific task okay like you got to get good at i'm a tinsmith because i'm paul revere mm-hmm. you know like i have apprentices who are trying to be tinsmiths mm-hmm. right um so i think that's more like uh it sounds more skill-based to me like what do you want to be able to do um and i think discipleship is more general than that even um, like I think of the old school Greek philosophers, right? Like Plato and like even the ones that predated the time of Jesus, where they would walk around talking and explaining and teaching stuff. And their disciples were the ones that literally walked after them and listened. Right. Right. Um, and so because of that, like that's a pretty common metaphor to use in Christian circles about what discipleship is. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think maybe the problem with what we've done is that by thinking about walking behind a teacher, Mm -hmm. we immediately go in like, oh, just a little closer walk with the, like we immediately go with all of the Christian metaphors to do with walking with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we just assume that all those metaphors are now talking about discipleship, which I don't think they are. Okay. Um, Or everybody's grandma has that footprints in the sand poem that's over the back. It's on the uh, the back of the toilet tank when yep. you go to go pee. Or I had a bookmark. If you're a woman, you see it when you're getting up or getting down. But we guys, we just stare at it. Um, <laughs> like, it, it's the the idea that Jesus walked with us, and then that's, that's like him taking care of us. And so we think discipleship is like being taken care of by Jesus and just being with him. But I think there's an element of discipleship that you said being with him and i think that is a huge part of what his literal disciples did was they spent a ton of time with him learning the way that he treated them the way that he talked about himself the way that he talked about the father the way that he interacted with uh, the sadducees and the the teachers of the law and the children and the the widows and 
the outcasts and he and they laughed together and ate together and inhabited the same space together Mm -hmm. and they learned how to live like jesus by living with jesus essentially yeah and i i agree that proximity over time is a great way of learning about someone or about something um you know like any teacher will tell you that classroom time is super valuable Mm -hmm. right face-to-face time with students is a big deal yeah right and so like if you're trying to teach someone and you're trying to disciple someone like yeah facetime is a big deal um however when the disciples and their followers wrote the gospels they didn't really record Jesus just talking for the sake of talking and being friends with the disciples. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't make it into the, the Bible, right? That's um, true. None of those stories, none of this stuff that we've kind of made a part of discipleship and made essential to discipleship, none of that even made it into the Bible. And we have four different people's or di- four different traditions rec- record of what Jesus did. And not one of them thought it was important to record anything except the teachings and the miracles of Jesus. Mm-hmm. The things he said and the things he did. Yes. And it, it very rarely paints any of the disciples in a good light. The disciples are quite often just the stupid foil so that Jesus can come in and fix it. Yeah. Right. So when the disciples themselves are then training their disciples, because that's what discipleship does. It's like a passing on of information. It's a it's a daisy chain. Um, the idea then is the disciples didn't say... Well, now, here's all that one time that Jesus was a super chill dude and we all went out and got, you know, like got a drink together. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they just didn't think that was the important part to pass on. Mm-hmm. And so I think discipleship has much more to do with the ancient Greek philosophers than we give it credit for. I think the difference is that Jesus is not Plato. Jesus is Jesus. So you're saying discipleship has a lot more to do with information. But I would I, say changing the way you think, which is most often done through right. information. Because information, like the church has, the evangelical church especially, has focused discipleship around this like six-week classes and Bible studies and all this information, 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 but we're not actually living like Jesus. We're not actually being changed. Well, I would argue that's because you can learn something without changing the way you think. That's why I was very specific. Okay. You know, so like if I know cognitively hey COVID-19 is a thing but that doesn't cause me to wear a mask like I haven't been a disciple of any scientist who's been telling me to wear my mask like Dr. Anthony Fauci is very disappointed in me if I cognitively know that COVID-19 is out there I know a mask is helpful Mm -hmm. and I just don't change my behavior the way I think about going out okay right so that's that's me learning something without being a disciple The disciple is the extra step of changing and being able to change based on new information. Is there a willing, does discipleship then require that one person be willing to be changed or to receive new information and want to be different? Yeah. 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 It absolutely requires listening. Okay. Like I would, I would, you know, and maybe I'm biased because, you know, chemistry background. But I would argue that one of the most effective models I can think of for discipleship is, frankly, the scientific community and research. Because everything is about like, okay, we'll consider any new idea, but you have to talk to us about it. You have to convince us yeah. that it's it's worth incorporating. Okay. Right? And if it is, everybody adapts. Okay. Right? 
Like, nobody thought that the Earth was round until in, like, the 3rd century. Somebody did the math and was like, hey, I think the Earth is round. And I measured the obelisks at noon and different times. And, like, the, the shadows were different. So, like, I think the Earth is this big. And everyone went, wow, that is brand new information. And then everyone believed it. Like, except the people who didn't, but yeah, except the people who didn't, but Columbus knew the earth was round. Like that's why he left the way he did. Like that, that's a whole historical misconception. Nobody thought the earth was flat in the 15th century. Like they just didn't. Um, but like, that's the model though. Like, so what if inside the church, instead of going, okay, I believe everything I need to believe. I went to Sunday school when I was five. Therefore I know everything I need to know. What if we came at it from the standpoint of, I don't even know what I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to listen to everything. I'm going to weigh it carefully. And if it's worth something, I'm going to change how I think about God and how I think about myself and how I think about the people around me. Mm -hmm. And if it's not worth anything, looking at you, Joel Osteen, I'm going to throw it out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Like, okay. So does that person, like if, if you're, you're deciding that and you're weighing those things, do you also, do you make an intentional decision to, trust certain people and the way that they're living their lives and the things that they're they're saying like do you put yourself in relationship with people for the purpose of discipleship oh for sure okay and the same is true in like the science community too like if you want to talk about relativity and you're in the 1950s you go talk to einstein Mm -hmm. like he's the guy so you have to want it you can't just like accidentally be discipled I I don't think it's like I don't think it's as binary as saying I'm going to be discipled now. Right. Like I think it's an attitude. Yes. Like it is a it is a posture toward learning. Mm-hmm. It's a desire to be transformed all the time. Like yeah, to like, always be. Yeah. Made and you new. and I are using like secular and sacred language for this. Yeah. Which I'm I'm doing it intentionally just so we don't start right. like just all using the same words and nobody knows what we're talking about. Well, this is why you and I are good. All right, good team. Because but like yeah, so you talk about being transformed. Language. And I talk about changing the way you think. Yeah. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they're the exact same thing. Because if you think about things differently and you believe differently and you act differently, that's it being transformed. That's being a disciple. Mm-hmm. Like, and so for some stupid reason, the church has decided that faith is better than learning as if there's some sort of conflict there. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. <laughs> like, that is like that is literally like... The definition of stupid is I'm going to choose not to learn new things Mm -hmm. because it might change what I believe. That is stupid. That is willful stupidity. Okay. So that sort of reminds me of, you know, the the phrase like God said it, I believe it. End of story. Yeah. That's willful stupidity. That is the opposite of discipleship. In the Bible Project podcast I listened to the other day, they talked about how that is completely not the right place to start from because you have to be willing to be constantly f- formed and meditating on scripture and being disturbed by scripture and in entering into scripture and understanding and conversation with other people that hopefully trust. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I agree with the sentiments of what you said. I don't think being disturbed is the right word. Okay. I it's think okay to be disturbed. You by should scripture. expect to be challenged by new perspectives. Yes. That is a good thing. You should be comfortable with that. And there are a lot of parts of scripture that if we 
don't ignore them. They are disturbing. Yeah, like I said in church last Sunday, like Tamar. Yeah. <laughs> she Her husband wouldn't get her pregnant, and it was his job to get her pregnant. So it was unfair, socially unfair, because she's not going to be taken care of in her old age. Mm-hmm. So she dresses up as a prostitute and seduces her father-in-law. And when she reveals what she did, everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's our bad. We totally should have helped you have a kid. Mm-hmm. What you did is fine. <laughs> like... Let's not take that verse and then develop an, an ethic for lawful sexual relations for yeah. modern culture. Like, it just doesn't make any sense anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, like, you have to expect that when you read the Bible or when you hear the perspective of someone who doesn't come from your culture mm-hmm. and didn't share your upbringing and your experiences, they're going to talk about God differently. Mm-hmm. You should expect that. Mm-hmm. You should sift through that to see if there's something that you can learn and grow because a multitude of perspectives, that's what education does well. I mean, the, the entire point of reading a book by an author who isn't you is so that you can learn something through the author's eyes that you may not have ever come up with yourself. You do that in, in math. Like, I would never have, like, gone on and just invented vector calculus. So I went and I took a class from somebody who knew vector calculus. Thank you, Garnet Hogger. You're a peach. Um, and she, like, she taught me. I learned from her. I recognized the truth of what she was saying, and now I know something new, and I can do cool things that I wouldn't have been able to do if I'd insisted on only believing what I already knew and trusted. So can you be discipled by just learning and reading information? Or is, like, in my mind, relationship is required? Like, you can't just be in your study room all day and all night forever and ever and just reading different perspectives. Well, it depends. Is the Holy Spirit in the room with you? Sure. Can you be discipled by the Holy Spirit? Yeah, but <laughs> I, th- I think the Holy, I mean, the, the, the Trinity itself is community. Like the Trinity and God, Jesus's relationships with his disciples lived out this necessitated mm-hmm. embodied practice like a being with other people like you can't just figure it out all by yourself and i'm pushing back not because i think that other people don't matter but because i think that you're you're begging the question and you're thinking that correlation and causation are the same thing okay because for discipleship to happen you have to trust what you're reading you have to trust what you're learning most often that happens through relationships and through trusting the person who's giving you the information Okay. Right. So like if I go and I read some random blog article on the internet and they say something I don't believe, I'm probably just going to make some sort of Twitter post about how the author was stupid Mm -hmm. and move on with my life. Mm -hmm. I have not been discipled because I didn't actually digest the information. I mocked it and I moved on with my life. Mm -hmm. That's very common. (laughs) Right. So for that to be a discipling kind of thing, maybe I know the author and Mm -hmm. they say something I think is equally dumb. Mm -hmm. But because I know the author, I'm more likely to read it, to consider it. Maybe to change the way I think. And then that's discipleship. Okay, so... The difference is not anything other than my attitude as I come to the new information and the new perspective. Okay, so I'm thinking of all the the different leaders and voices that I let speak into my life. And and I observe their lives. I don't know these these men and women Mm -hmm. personally. Uh, but they are and having a formational effect. They're, they're discipling me in the, mm-hmm. the way that they're living their lives and the way that they're speaking truth. But maybe what I need to get at in terms of community is that I can be discipled by them, but I know I'm not being discipled unless I take that into community, unless I take that to someone else. Like, I'm not doing the work. Like, if I just keep it all in my head yeah, and I don't ever... 
take it to the next generation of like someone that I'm impacting, someone that I'm in relationship with, then right. I haven't been discipled. Well, and you believe that because part of your discipleship is that it's our obligation to pass on what we've learned. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying though, is that's not an inherent part of discipleship. That is also a belief. Like that's a separate belief. Okay. Because discipleship, we're saying it like it's a noun, mm-hmm. but really you are either being discipled or you are discipling someone. Mm-hmm. You are learning or you are teaching. Yeah. You know, that's why discipleship as a concept and as a noun and as just like this nebulous thing, it gets super confusing really quick and it's easy to just kind of like pull fragments of other ideas into it and then not realize that what you're actually doing is you're talking about the practice of church and how to continue the faith. Mm. That is not the same thing as discipleship. I just feel like it's a natural outflow. A natural outflow of discipleship. Yes. When discipleship is the teaching of the Christian faith as you practice it, yes, I agree. Sure. All of those extra words are true. Whoa. All of those extra <laughs> extra words are essential. Yeah. Otherwise, what you say about needing to teach it, otherwise it's not discipleship, I mean, that's just not true. But if because I'm the, I can if, learn okay. lots of things. Like, I've never taught... I haven't taught a chemistry class in like 10 years. Mm -hmm. Does that mean I was never discipled in the study of chemistry? Of course not. So is discipleship just learning stuff? I would say discipleship is learning, but at the risk of repeating myself, it's also changing the way you think. Okay. So I learned new things about chemistry. Therefore, when someone says, hey, I want some dihydroxyoxygen or oxide, crap, oxide, Mm -hmm. dihydrogen oxide, Mm -hmm. that's the word. Like, I know that's water because I learned chemistry. Mm-hmm. And because I learned chemistry, I'm going to take a look at the chemical composition of things. And I'm going to go, huh, I wonder what this actually is. I'm not going to just let the scary word scare me. Right? That's a, that's a difference in the way I think because I was discipled in chemistry and in scientific thought. Okay. It, I, I am not required to go and teach someone else for me to have actually learned something. Okay. And so discipleship is greatly helped by relationship. Mm-hmm. Discipleship, if you're going to teach someone something that is opposite of what they current be- currently believe, is almost impossible without a pre-existing relationship. Mm-hmm. I will acknowledge that it is almost impossible. Okay. Just because in practice, relationship makes it worth work 50 times better, that does not mean the relationship has to be there okay. for discipleship to happen. All right. So how do you know you... Okay. Hang on. I have like three questions. One would be, how do you know, hang on, let me back up. Are you, should you both be a discipler and being discipled always? That is something that I believe and that is something I think is a part of the Christian faith. Okay. That is not inherent to what discipleship is. Okay. I agree with that. How do you know you're discipling someone? If they change the way they think. Based on? What I've shared with them. And how you live your life? That's something that I share with them. Yeah, yeah if okay. they're in the same room as I how am, do you I'm sharing do that? everything. How do, you, how do we, as, as pastors, teach other people to disciple other people? We build trust, we be trustworthy, and then we share. We teach. And how do we get them to teach and be trustworthy and share with other people? That's one of the things we need to teach them. Okay. We need to teach them that teaching is important. Mm-hmm. We need to teach them that learning is important. Mm-hmm. Okay. In addition to the things we're teaching like okay. we need to teach them like yes love your neighbor yes love god yes feeding hungry people is always a good thing even if the government is doing it therefore you should pay your taxes that go towards food stamps gladly okay can i ask so how is discipleship and spiritual formation is it the same thing 
spiritual formation is accomplished by spiritual discipleship. Mm -hmm. Discipleship and spiritual formation are distinct. Spiritual formation by its nature is limited to spiritual things. Okay. You can be a disciple of anything. Sure. Okay. So Christian spiritual formation Mm -hmm. is being formed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. If you're talking about Christian spiritual formation. That's what I said. Christian spiritual formation. Uh, That's from Invitation to a Journey by Richard Mulholland. Just so you know. Robert? Richard? I can't. Shoot. Um, It's Richard Foster, so it's probably Robert Robert Mulholland. Mulholland. Yeah. (laughs) Um, May he rest in peace. Um, How, like, what part of... Is discipleship under the spiritual formation umbrella or is spiritual formation under the discipleship umbrella? Discipleship is far broader. Okay. Is discipleship formation because it's changing how you're living? Formation is a really, really fluffy word. But it's so, it's sure. having an effect. It's forming how you think and how you live your life. Yes. Yes. Okay. How you think necessarily changes how you live. Mm-hmm. So either that or you live a thoughtless life and well, you we really were saying earlier issues. in our conversation previous to this one that. When I use the word disciples or spiritual formation, so I don't remember what you're saying. Do you remember uh, your take on how spiritual formation and discipleship are either the same or? Yeah, distinct? like we say spiritual formation and discipleship in the church as if they were the same thing and they're not. Okay. That's what I was saying. Like we, we have this like ball of wax kind of approach to discipleship, spiritual formation, Christian learning. Like we have like this whole like ball of wax that unless you are somebody who literally has a profession in being a pastor and learning about the church, mm-hmm. no, no one random person in the pew gives two craps <laughs> okay. and they all sound the same. All right. Well, sorry for bringing all of that up <laughs> for everyone who's not a professional pastor. Well, like, I think it's worthwhile for at least you and I to have that figured out. Okay. Because that way, if we talk about spiritual formation, like, yeah, that's fine. But then you can't talk about discipleship like it's the same thing. Okay. We can't use those things interchangeably. Because discipleship is changing the way you think and the way you, by extension, the way you live. Okay. Because I'm assuming that people think about how they live and they don't just react with pure emotion. Okay. Because if you do, I have other questions, and you need to be better. I have a number of other questions, but maybe we should make a subsequent... Want to know, is the question good enough for its own podcast? Because if not, we can keep talking. Well, I'm thinking in terms of, what does it mean to be a church? Oh, that's a totally different thing. Right. And is discipleship... Like... If you're not teaching and changing people as a church, then you need to close. Because right. you're wasting everyone's money. Right. So, and time. so what I have been discerning and, and reading about and, and like trying to coalesce, like what actually does it mean to be a church? Like what is a real gathering of people who consider themselves Christians? Yeah, we can hit the stop button and record another podcast about church right after this one. Yeah. So why don't I wrap up discipleship okay. and then we can hit record and we'll talk about church for a bit. Cool. So... I mean, I I think, like, to summarize, though, like, spiritual formation is a uniquely spiritual category. Like, it's got spiritual right in the name. Sure. Right? Discipleship is, by its essence, like, learning something new Mm -hmm. from a perspective that is not your own Mm -hmm. and allowing it intentionally and, like, unsurprisingly to change you Mm -hmm. and to change the way you live Mm -hmm. by extension. 
right? So like it is not changing the way you live. It's not choosing someone to follow. It's specifically that absorbing something new and allowing it to change you. That is discipleship, mm. right? So being discipled means you're the one doing the absorbing, doing the listening. Mm -hmm. Discipling someone means you're the one giving them something that they are willing to receive. Mm -hmm. If the other person's not willing to listen, you're not discipling them. Mm -hmm. So me Should... standing up on Sunday morning and preaching is not discipleship unless people are listening and being changed. Right which I don't have any control over. Right. Or very little. How do you know if someone is listening and wanting to be changed? Honestly? Yeah. I don't. Okay. Because people can fake but it you really can well. But you can also discern that, right? Like, shouldn't shouldn't we discern that? Okay. I can be 99% sure just looking at someone. Okay. Right? Like, the dude sleeping in the back, like, <laughs> no. Like, I love you, and I know who you are, well, and I, I am thinking about a specific person. Well... But when you're sleeping in the back and while I'm preaching, like, I'm not discipling you right then. But also, we see it by... To use another spiritual phrase, like their fruit, like the the way that they are being changed. If if someone is not willing to be discipled, they cannot be considered a disciple unless right. they're taking what they're so, learning and actually changing. The obvious question when you mention fruit is fruit of what? Because every fruit grows on a tree. Mm -hmm. So when you say, well, the fruit, mm -hmm. like that's like the fruit of what? I would is say the obvious question. Literally the fruit of the spirit. Okay, so what you're asking then is, is the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. in them? Mm -hmm. That's separate from discipleship. Okay. It, you could call that discipleship by the Holy Spirit, but me preaching does not put the Holy Spirit in people. Okay, the fruit then would be them taking what they've learned and producing something of their lives that nourishes other people. So like, that would be the fruit of discipleship, yes. which is changing the way you think. Okay. If so, people yes, change the way they think... Then you know they're being discipled. But I can't see their thoughts. That's but why you can I said, see the way they live their lives and the, hear, the, hear the things they say. Yeah, but you're, you're, now you're saying, okay, like we're getting like three steps down the road mm -hmm. and it's that whole process in the middle I cannot observe and cannot judge. That's not my place. Okay. If people end up changing, that's great. But maybe they listen to a really good podcast. Mm -hmm. Maybe they prayed on Monday morning and they can't remember my sermon at all. Mm -hmm. I don't know what caused the change. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it was me. I don't know that they listened. I don't know that they hated it. I don't know. Like, I don't know any of that. Mm -hmm. I can't know that I'm discipling them unless they tell me. That's the only way to know. I can know that something is discipling them if I can observe the changes. I can't assume that correlation, that these things happened at about the same time, means that one caused the other. Okay. That's going too far. Yeah. That's not something you can know. Hmm. Can someone be discipled in the way of Jesus without knowing it? Like without saying, I am being discipled. If they're willing to listen to people around them, and the people around them happen to be saying things that Jesus would say, then yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be an intentional thing. Like, no, like and I that's am. a huge thing. Like, people in the church are like, it has to be intentional discipleship. Right, like, you have to go ask like, someone it really to disciple doesn't. you. Like, that's what I was, I was brought up to say. Like, you have to have someone who's, like, your mentor. Yeah, and that's just unnecessary baggage. You. Yeah. Because what they're actually saying is, if I can convince you to go and choose someone to teach you, I now know with better certainty that you're willing to be taught. Mm-hmm. What they're trying to do is they're trying to build a system that encourages a willingness to learn and change, mm -hmm. which is discipleship. Mm -hmm. But what they never bothered to teach anyone, or maybe what they never realized or never learned, is that the system that encourages a willingness to change is not itself discipleship. Mm. It's just an extra baggage we added, and then we forgot that it was extra baggage, and we pretended like it was the main thing. Yeah. The main thing in any area of life, I don't even care if you're a Christian or not. Like, this is just true, so listen up. 
you need to be willing to listen to new information and new perspectives and to agree that they might be right even if you initially think they're wrong. Mm. You need to evaluate them and you need to be willing to change if you realize that the new information is correct. Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, you are going to be a terrible person. <laughs> like that is, that is true across the board. And when that does happen, in my personal and recent experience, it is a very holy thing. When you're willing to change. Yes. Okay. It is like a glimpse of eternity yeah, a glimpse of the kingdom of god when that's there's goodness yeah like at when, its basic level is the ability to realize that i am not the center of the universe i don't know everything i'm going to investigate and see how much i can learn yeah that's my that, like that's awesome yeah and that comes back to what i said earlier i believe that all honest investigation leads to god mm -hmm. because if god exists and god made the universe how in the world could you honestly look around you and honestly look for things and not find god whoever or whatever he or she or it is, mm -hmm. right? And so I believe that I have a good idea of what that is, but I'm going to keep looking. Mm -hmm. I, I want to find truth. And if I believe that God is real, then God is also truth. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, I realize I sound super pantheist and probably all of our right-wing fundamentalist listeners just shut it off, but I don't, I don't care. I'm right. <laughs> like... You need to honestly search for truth. That's the basis of discipleship. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not a disciple yeah. of anything, let alone of Christ. Yeah. We'll end on that. I was. I love just dropping. I was bomb trying on to end on a like, positive, you're a terrible disciple. Positive if you don't do this. note of holiness and glimpses of heaven, and then you kept talking. No, I'd rather new. No, things. this is it's good. Fine. That's good. Grace and peace to you. <laughs>